Good morning. I'm Nan Hart, your worship associate today, and it is my pleasure to welcome you to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalist online worship service. Our greeter today is Wendy Mattia. Our other worship leaders today are our minister, Reverend, Reverend Laura Horton Ludwig, our director of religious education, Austin Peterson, and our assistant director of music, Dave Robbins. If you'd like to follow along with the order of service, I invite you to visit wuu.org to download a copy. If you're visiting today, we're glad you're here. We invite you to say hi by typing a quick note into the Zoom chat. And if you'd like to sign up for our email list, please fill out our online visitor form at wuu.org. Today, the membership book will be open for signing virtually following the service. If you have completed starting point or pathways to membership sessions one and two, if you are transferring from another UU congregation or are a young person who has completed the coming of age class, we welcome you to announce your interest in signing when prompted at the end of the service. And you will be added to a special breakout group to sign and signify your commitment to WUU. Coming up this week, tomorrow at 5.30, Reverend Laura will lead an hour long online workshop on the spiritual practice of Lectio Divina, meditating on a poem or other text. Looking ahead, we hope you'll join us for the holidays at WUU. We'll have a family-friendly online party on December 19th, an in-person winter solstice gathering on December 21st, and a Christmas Eve service at 5 p.m. You, you can find Zoom links and more details on the WUU calendar or your weekly spiral email. Now we invite you to sing along wherever you are with our opening hymn, a song of the Christian season of Advent, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. This brand new recording was produced by our Unitarian Universalist Association. Shall come. 
that hide within a sigh to temper knowledge with a care to render every act in prayer rejoice rejoice Emmanuel shall come within as hope to dwell rejoice rejoice Emmanuel shall come within with hope to Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement, or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here, even if you are joining by phone and we cannot see you physically. Now I invite you, invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. And please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. Let's say them in unison. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. Come, come, whoever you are, whomever you love, whatever your image of the holy, your presence here is. All are worthy. All are welcome. Welcome indeed to this time together, this space where we have all freely chosen to be in the presence of each other and of the holy. If you have arrived lonely today, may you find community and connection here. If you've arrived with joy in your heart, may you share it with others here. If you have arrived hungry for spiritual nourishment, May you be fed here. And if you have arrived with a longing to serve, may you find both encouragement and invitation here. In this new month of December, when we lift up a new theme, stillness, may we all find here a place to rest, to breathe, to listen in quiet expectation, and maybe simply to be. Come, let us worship together. Now, please join me in saying the words to light our chalice. If you have a chalice or candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now. As we spotlight Ezra Semper and Stephanie Semper lighting a chalice. Again, we'll unmute you and say the words in unison. We light this chalice for the warmth of love, for the light of truth, for the energy of action, and for the harmony of peace. Peace in our hearts, peace in our community, and peace in our world. Good morning, everybody. We have a special story for you today. It is called Owl Moon. And we're going to do a special kind of screen share. You'll be able to see the video of the book because the pictures are just so beautiful. You, this is a old um, classic. You may recognize it from being one of the Caldecott um, medals, medal winners. So Owl Moon. It was late one winter night, long past my bedtime, when Pa and I went owling. There was no wind. The trees stood still as giant statues, and the moon was so bright, the sky seemed to shine. Somewhere behind us, the train whistle blew, long and low, like a sad, sad song. I could hear it through the woolen cap Pa pulled down over my ears. The farm dog answered the train and then a second dog joined in. 
They sang out trains and dogs and for a real long time. And when their voices faded away, it was quiet as a dream. We walked towards the woods, Pa and I. Our feet crunched over the crisp snow and the little gray footprints followed us. Pa made a long shadow, but mine was short and round. I had to turn and run after him every now and again to keep up. And my short round shadow bumped after me. But I never called out, if you go owling, you have to be quiet. That's what Pa always says. I had been waiting to go owling with Pa for a long, long time. We reached the line of pine trees, black and pointy against the sky, and Pa held up his hand. I stopped right where I was and I waited. He looked up as if searching the stars, as if reading a map up there. The moon made his face into a silver mask. Then he called, woo hoo hoo, woo hoo hoo. The sound of the great horned owl, woo hoo hoo. Again, he called out and then again, woo hoo hoo. After each call, all was silent for a moment and we both listened, but there was no answer. Pa shrugged and I shrugged. I was not disappointed. My brothers all said that sometimes there's an owl and sometimes there isn't. We walked on. I could feel the cold as if someone's icy hand was palmed down on my back and my nose and the tops of my cheeks felt cold and hot at the same time. But I never said a word. If you go owling, you have to be quiet and make your own heat. We went into the woods. The shadows were the blackest things I had ever seen. They stained the white snow. My mouth that felt furry, for the scarf was over it, wet and warm. I didn't ask what kinds of things hid behind the black trees in the middle of the night. When you go owling, you have to be brave. Then we came to a clearing in the dark woods. The moon was high above us. It seemed to fit exactly over the center of the clearing and the snow below it was whiter than the milk in a cereal bowl. I sighed and Pa held up his hand at the sound. I put my mittens over the scarf over my mouth and I listened hard and Pa called, woo hoo hoo hoo, hoo hoo hoo. I listened and I looked so hard that my ears hurt and my eyes got cloudy with cold. Pa raised his face to call out again, but before he could open his mouth, an echo came through the trees. Woo -hoo -hoo. Pa almost smiled. Then he called back, Woo -hoo -hoo. just as if the owl and he were talking about supper or about the woods or about the moon or the cold. I took my mitten off the scarf off my mouth and I almost smiled too. The owl's call came closer. From high up in the trees on the edge of the meadow, nothing in the meadow moved. All of a sudden, an owl shadow, part of a big tree shadow, lifted off and flew right over us. We watched silently with our heart and our mouths. And the head of all those words we had not spoken. Shadow hooted again. Pa turned on his big flashlight and caught the owl just as it was landing on a branch for one minute, three minutes, even a hundred minutes. We just stared at one another. And then the owl pumped its great wings and lifted off the branch like a shadow without sound. It flew back into the forest. Time to go home, said Pa. I knew then that I could talk. I could even laugh out loud, but I was a shadow as we walked home. When you go owling, you don't need words or warm or anything but hope. That's what Pa says. The kind of hope 
that flies on silent wings under a shining owl moon. May you find the kind of stillness and silence within an owl moon. Blessed be. Mm, thank you so much for that beautiful story. As we enter into a time of meditation and reflection and prayer, I invite you to sing along for just a little bit with me. This is meditation on breathing. You might know it. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. When I breathe in, I breathe in peace. When I breathe out, I breathe out love. That's music of Sarah Dan Jones. She's a white Southern UU musician who lives in New Hampshire now. And I wanna offer some words today by the Reverend Angela Herrera, who serves at First Unitarian Church of Albuquerque. Beneath the hustle and bustle Beneath the stream of thoughts that clambers and chatters over the landscape of our interior world. Beneath our habits of momentum and stirring, there is a stillness, deep and peaceful, the place where creation begins. Who lives there? We know her by many names truth, love, God, wisdom. We turn our hearts toward her face, toward the mystery, and bring our prayers of awe, of longing, of hope, of exhaustion. She holds us in our grief and anger, in our disappointment, our loneliness, and our rebirth. From her viewpoint, she sees us children of the stillness, children of love. She sees our place in the order of things joined together in the larger story. And she invites us again and again into living, invites us into loving, invites us into being loved. May we be restored to wholeness and blessed with peace. May all those whom we encounter receive this blessing. And I invite you now to reflect on who in your life might need that blessing today. If you are on Zoom, I invite you to type the names of those whom you have on your heart today into the chat. Perhaps you might just speak their names to yourself out loud as we all continue to breathe and witness. Today, I wanna to lift up in particular the family and loved ones of the Reverend Dr. Hope Johnson. Hope was a member of our UUA Southern Region staff, and sadly, she passed away last week. She was a wonderful colleague. She will be dearly missed. And now I invite you to add your own silent prayers and meditations.
Amen and blessed be. we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in the spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. So if you are joining us for the first time, please feel free to give if you wish and also know that your presence is a gift enough. Today's offering goes to the General Operating Fund which supports just about everything we do. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688, 757-500-0688 and follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia 23185. Thank you so much. Our offertory music is by Henry Cowell, a gay white American composer who lived from 1897 to 1965. He wrote innovative experimental music for the piano, just as the piece you're about to hear played by plucking the piano strings directly.
Okay, that was cool. Thank you, Dave Robbins. So appreciate you. So as we begin to delve into this month's theme of stillness, I want to share that I've had a number of conversations lately with people in our Soul Matters groups where we have a lot of shared silence. And what I have been hearing is that it can be hard to sit in silence with other people and especially on Zoom. That's actually something that I love to do and I have found that it's a skill you can develop. And so today we're gonna look at what's happening when we sit in silence and why you might want to do that. We've invited WU member John Chowning, one of the leaders of the Williamsburg Buddhist Sangha to start us off by sharing a few reflections. Thank you, John. Several years ago, I was on a commuter train in the quiet car. I was having a quiet, almost whispered conversation with a friend in the seat in front of me. All of a sudden, a guy behind me sh shushed me. Without thinking, I turned around and said, dude, it's the quiet car, not the silent car. Stillness is not silence. It's not even a lack of movement. While it's helpful to meditate in a quiet place, it doesn't require total silence, not even in, the, in your mind. Nevertheless, you can meditate in the quiet car or even in a noisy car, especially if you've had some practice. When I was first drawn to meditation, I was attracted to it because it was cool. Celebrities did it. It was in lots of magazines. There were lots of books in bookstores. I thought it would keep me calm and relaxed, help me professionally, and maybe help my relationships. While to a degree it could do all those things, I eventually learned that study, through study and practice, there were deeper reasons to seek the stillness of meditation. Along the way, I learned meditation was not only a way to quiet the mind, it was a way to objectively look at myself, my thoughts, my beliefs, fears, and obsessions. I also came to understand that there is no need to judge myself or compare myself with others. At first, many times I would finish meditation and feel I had failed, feel I must have done something wrong. I would tell myself that those other meditators knew what they were doing, but I was doing it wrong. Maybe I was sitting in the wrong posture, in the wrong room, in the wrong time or at the wrong time, with the wrong attitude. Eventually I learned that mindfulness is always available and that meditation was the best way to get there. I learned that more I meditated and the longer the sessions, the more I began to know and understand myself. I also learned that practice may not make things perfect, but it does make things incrementally better. I learned that stillness was obtainable throughout the day, like a couple of deep breaths before a difficult conversation or a dreaded phone call. I also learned the value of extended periods of quiet with groups in meditation and how that could expand my understanding of Buddha's teaching teachings that promoted positive behaviors like loving kindness, compassion, empathy. One of my favorite Zen authors, Charlotte Joko Beck, had this to say about sitting meditation. Sitting is essentially a stumpified space. Our daily life is in constant movement, 
Lots of things going on, lots of people talking, lots of events taking place. In the middle of that, it's very difficult to sense what we are in our life. When we simplify the situation, when we take away the externals and remove ourselves from the ringing phone, the television, the people who visit us, the dog who needs to walk, we get a chance, which is absolutely the most valuable thing there is to face ourselves. Meditation is not about some state, but about the meditator. It's not about some activity or about fixing something or accomplishing something. It's about ourselves. If we don't simplify the situation, the chances of taking a good look at ourselves is very small. Because what we tend to look at isn't ourselves, but everything else. If something goes wrong, what do we look at? We look at what's going wrong, and usually at others we think have made something go wrong. We're looking out there all the time and not at ourselves. I'd like to conclude with this thought. This is what stillness is, taking a good look at ourselves. It's not always easy. It doesn't happen overnight, but it's worth the time and the effort. So John Chowning, I wanna thank you for your um, beautiful reflections on what stillness has meant in your life. I used to think that I was a terrible meditator. I would try to meditate in groups where the instruction was to just follow your breath. You've probably heard about this, maybe tried it yourselves. Um, the instruction, just follow your breath, focus on the tip of your nose as the air moves in and out. And I was told that I would still have thoughts floating through my mind, but I should just notice them and let them go. Many folks have found this to be a wonderful, transformative practice. But for myself, I found pretty consistently over many years that following my breath is cool and interesting for about five breaths. And then it gets really, really boring. Other people love it, but it doesn't seem to work for me. Like John, during these breath meditations, I thought a lot about how other people were doing. I used to open my eyes just a little bit and watch the other people sort of surreptitiously. And it looked like everybody else had their eyes closed and they had a calm, peaceful expression on their faces. And here I was just waiting for the whole thing to be over. And on a deeper level, for me, I found that kind of meditation practice to be profoundly lonely. In these teachings, I was taught that the way you get close to the holy is through total silence and stillness, aiming for no thoughts, but just pure being itself, which sounded really cool and mystical in theory, but in practice, I found it incredibly lonely. If the holy is me, sitting in silence, trying to turn off my thoughts with nothing but my own breath for company, it didn't feel very holy. It just felt like being all alone. So I stopped. Then one day I picked up Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Eat, Pray, Love. Maybe you've read it. And in that book, I read something that changed my ideas of what meditation and sitting in silence were all about. Early on in her book, Elizabeth Gilbert tells about a time in her life when she was really struggling. One night she says, it got so bad that she ended up sobbing on the bathroom floor. 
and calling out to the universe, please tell me what to do. And she writes, after a while, she says, nobody was there. I was just alone, but not really alone either. I was surrounded, she says, by something I can only describe as a little pocket of silence. I was seamlessly still. I don't know when I'd ever felt such stillness. Then, she says, I heard a voice, my voice, but perfectly wise, calm, and compassionate. This was what my voice would sound like if I'd only ever experienced love and certainty in my life. Her story goes on from there. As for me, I was transfixed by this story of reaching out to the universe, spirit, God, call it what you will, and actually hearing something back. A little hopeful part of me wondered if maybe something like that could happen to me too. So I started trying it out. When I was having trouble, I tried sitting in silence and asking for help, asking for someone or something to answer back. And sometimes I would start to hear something, maybe just a word showing up in my head or a sort of a nonverbal nudge. And it felt like these things were coming from a place of wisdom and love. And I discovered that in this way of sitting with silence, my thoughts were not an obstacle. They were, in fact, my gateway to spirit. Years later, I'm still not all that good at following my breath. But I have come to love sitting in silence in the way that feels right to me. These days, it's often like having a little chat with spirit, saying hi, and asking for help with whatever is weighing on me, or just saying thanks for all the good things in my life. It feels like the opposite of lonely. Here is the bottom line I hope you will take away today. There isn't just one right way to sit in silence. You get to try out different practices and see what feels right to you. If one way doesn't work for you, it doesn't mean you're a bad meditator or an unspiritual person. It just means maybe you haven't found your path quite yet. I do hope that you will find a way to make friends with silence and stillness. So in that spirit, I invite you now to take another few minutes of sitting together in silence. This will be, I hope, a chance for you to practice and try things out and see what happens. So uh, a couple of um, invitational instructions, if you will. If you have a meditation practice already, I invite you to just go ahead and practice in whatever way is right for you. But if you would like some suggestions, you can try, first of all, you can try following your breath. You might love it. Just notice your breath flowing in and out. And whenever you get distracted, don't worry about it. Just whenever you notice, come back to the breath. That is one way. Or another way would be to begin by just inviting yourself to settle down and then try saying hi to the universe, just a little silent hi. Imagine yourself saying hello, letting it radiate out and see what happens. If nothing happens, that is just fine. And if you feel or hear a word or a message coming back to you, just notice that too and say thank you. So let's take some silence together. We'll sit for about mm, three minutes and I will bring us back when it's time to come back. So please enjoy this shared silence.
So welcome back. I'm going to invite you to bring your attention back to this place and this gathering. We have a couple of minutes to share if you wish. I want to invite you, if you are on Zoom, um, feel free to drop in a, a word or a phrase or just a brief note about how this experience has been for you of sitting together in silence and stillness. How'd it go? I notice one thing I really like to do is to um, to reach out and and imagine all of you sitting at the same time. It's really beautiful to know that that's happening as a community. Liz sharing sitting on a yoga ball was new for meditation and I like it. Carolyn very restful and calming. Ah, Dave Robbins was serendipitous because I decided to start meditating this week after falling out of practice a long time. Roy, peaceful. Thank you all. Louise, the words shared silence felt wonderful. Henry, very brave. Flora, relaxing, comforting. Roger, I remembered and used my transcendental meditation skills from long ago. It was a good start. Dave wondering, was that really just three minutes? Mm -hmm. Maybe three minutes and 10 seconds. I really appreciate all of you practicing together like this and being together. Um, and I hope that you'll take away something that helps you as we prepare to wind down here. I want to invite you now to sing along a little bit more. Our closing hymn is Find a Stillness. It comes from our Unitarian cousins in Transylvania, which is home to the oldest continually existing uh, Unitarian communities in the world. So please sing along if you know it. Find a stillness, hold a stillness, let the stillness carry me. Find the silence, hold the silence, let the silence carry me. In the Spirit, by the Spirit, with the Spirit, giving power, I will find true. Let the essence carry me Let me flower, help me flower Watch me flower, carry me In the Spirit, by the Spirit With the Spirit giving power I will find true Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice, and we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We will paste the words in the Zoom chat. Again, we'll say them all in unison. We extinguish the flame, but not the light of the truth, the warmth of community, fire and commitment. Things you carry in our hearts until we are together again. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. 
your captive children dwell. Give comfort to all exiles here and to the aching heart bid cheer. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come within as love to you splendor very bright as joy that never yields to might oh come and turn all hearts to peace that greed and war at last shall cease rejoice rejoice Emmanuel shall come Dayspring, come and cheer our spirits by your presence here, and on in every broken soul, as vision that can see the whole. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come within as light. from on high from depths that hide within a sigh to temper knowledge with our care to render every